Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Prime Tracks, and we got here Lou motherfucking Broly. What's happening, nigga? Hey, what's up, y'all? We over here talking about uh, this Independent Way podcast. This is episode two, y'all. Episode two of the Independent Way. You know, so um, to kind of recap what we talked about on the first episode about owning your masters and how important it is to read those contracts if you decide to go major is what we we're talking about. But we we also ended it as far as talking about, you know, the distribution world, as far as the digital distribution world and being a DIY artist, independent do-it-yourself artist. And basically, you know, just uh, going with a distribution company and uh, uh, knowing how important it is. We wanted to kind of touch more bases on that. So, Lou, kind of give us a little uh, extra information as far as how an artist should not only uh, really look into the distribution world as far as digital distribution and how did how did how, what do you mean by from the last episode? by joining playlists that can help you grow your uh, your music catalog. Okay, so there are many different avenues and roads and shortcuts that you can take uh, as an independent artist that has no major label backing to get your music heard on all of these playlists, there's Spotify playlists, there's Deezer playlists, there's Napster playlists, there's Google Play Music playlists. There's a slew of different playlists out there that you can actually get on without paying a dime for botic streams, uh, uh, fake streams is what they call them. Stream farming is what they call it. Right. There, there, there's certain people out there who really care about the starving artist, shall I say that, you know, uh, that word is a very old saying, which means for artists who was doing everything by themselves, whether you're a painter, whether you're a musician, uh, uh, whatever it is that you do in this world of art, you know, they, there is, there is supporters out there that will support you just because they love what you do and not charge you a dime. And that's where these free playlists come in at. Um, Mm. So um, I got the game from a young lady on Facebook. She showed me how to do this. And um, she goes by the name of Wendy D. So you guys need to really check her out. You know, um, I'm really not trying to put her business out there in the street, but, you know, she's a good person. Um, She believes in helping and supporting independent artists from all over the world. And she does this by creating playlists for the Spotify artists that are out there that have no means of uh, marketing and promoting their music themselves. She puts you on a playlist uh, indefinitely, like you're on there. You don't get taken off. Um, And all she asks you to do is follow and support the playlist. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you'll see results. So I followed in her footsteps and created the, the independent grind. Mm-hmm. And with the independent grind, it's the same formula, same format. But the special part about the independent grind was the day that I met Prime Tracks, my man Prime Tracks right here. Hey. Uh, um, you can go ahead on and elaborate on how that. Yeah. So I met Lou through uh, the playlist of the independent grind. He he had sent a request for me and basically notified me about uh, this incredible opportunity to grow my Spotify streams for completely free. He wasn't asking for any money. All he was asking for is, hey, look, we'll play your song and you play our song on the playlist. It was a support for support system. And I love that way. I love the support for support system. I help you, you help me. We don't have to exchange any money. As long as we work for each other, we both going to grow. Now, I will admit, <laughs> I will admit, in the beginning, I kind of didn't understand it. As far I knew it was a support for support system, but I wasn't really sure. At first, I just thought, oh, the whole everybody in this playlist just feeling my music. You know, they just feeling my music that, that hard to where I'm getting all these streams and they just playing my song. So, of course, they were streaming my song, but I was not streaming theirs on the playlist because I didn't really understand the system. But what ended up happening is I got notified by Lou several times that I need to start streaming because they're streaming my music. It's just not unfair. It's unfair if they're playing my songs and I don't play theirs. It's the support for support system. I didn't fully understand it at the time. But uh, I just took it up as, hey, you know, I, I, I don't I don't understand it, so I'm not going to really care. I'm just going to run up my numbers. So eventually he did what he was supposed to do, which was kick me off the playlist. Anybody would have done that. If, if you're supporting somebody and they don't support you at all, of course, sooner or later, you're going to not stop. You're going to stop supporting. It just happens with anybody. It's human nature. So he did the right thing. He kicked me off, and then my numbers did not grow anymore. And I started to realize, oh, I see what's going on. They playing my my song, so all I had to do is do the same for them, and we both gonna grow. And I start to realize that uh, as far as an independent artist, uh, that's how you are gonna make it. You're gonna of course make partnerships in one way or another. It's not like you are uh, owning them or they're owning you or anything of that nature. Anything of that nature, it's a partnership to help you grow. That's what this was. Uh, support for support system is a, is a partnership to help each business grow. And I, when I started to understand that, you know, I got back into the group. You know, he blessed me to get back into the group. And I really started to understand what was going on. And I stayed focused on it. I made sure I was streaming. I was attentive to everything that was going on in, in the group. And I would just I would rise in the ranks because I started to realize what was really going on. You know, right. I was realizing that, you know, of course, they liked my music and I like theirs, too. But uh, what was really going on is that they're helping you. And all I ask for you to do is help them. And exactly. you can both win. And I, when I once I realized that 
I was like, hey, let's keep this thing rocking. So that's how we, me and Lou met. And we, uh, so I, I kept up the uh, support for support system moving forward. So what people may not know about me, I'm not only uh, a hip hop artist, a music producer, but I'm also a show promoter. I put on shows with a local artist, you know, in Sacramento, San Francisco, in the Northern California area. So uh, I asked Luke Broly, hey, you've been giving me a lot of love and, you know, putting me in this playlist and not charging me and, you know, allow giving me this opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity, support for support. So I put him on the show and, and charged him nothing. He not was able to perform, bring, bring his friends and all that. What were you saying? I said, not a nan Hey, don't nobody say that nan like you say that nan Hey, he didn't <laughs> charge me. He didn't charge me a dime. Uh, me and my partner jumped on that stage and, and we put it down up there and, and we got claps and, and yays and all that shit. And it and was they were a filmed. good feeling. And, and, and it was a good feeling. So mm. being, being independent will also make you a lot of friends in this industry when you're doing it by yourself, though. You know, because especially when you're using the support for support system, a lot of people think they can know a lot of people by charging them. And you can really I mean, yeah, uh, there's something you got to charge for what you're worth. But when it comes to something where you're both trying to grow, especially in the beginning, you know, right. uh, The support support system works very good. Like if you selling beats, you selling beats. Okay, that's cool. If, if, If you're selling verses. If you're if you're if you're doing hooks for people, that's fine. But if you're dealing with the digital world, which is is what we what we're living in right now, everything is digital, homie. Like we're not dog. Look, bro. You know how good I feel when I got a little paper on my motherfucking card, and and I can order me and my kids ninety dollars worth of food and it gets delivered. Hey, homie, look. Let me tell you something about the digital world, right? So. You know, hey, look, I ain't ashamed to say it. I get that EBT love. You feel me for me and my baby. <laughs> right? So so guess what? You know that Amazon, my nigga. Look, y'all, let me tell you something. You can buy groceries right the fuck now. This is how much of a digital world we living in. If you get mm-hmm. them food stamps, if you get them food stamps, my dog, you can fucking buy groceries on Amazon and they deliver that shit to you in two hours. Everything mm. is digital. Everything is being done online. So being an independent artist and dealing with the digital distribution labels that are online allows you to take control over your music career. They even really got digital, look, they even got digital distribution book services where you can you can you can you can fucking write you a book right now. And they'll mm. actually put your shit out for free. Have your shit out in, in fucking Barnes and Noble. Uh, uh, we not fucking with Dimple Records no more, and that's a shame. They cut out Dimple Records and Tower Records and all that shit. But everything is digital, and the money stays in your pocket. That's what we trying to tell y'all. So why go to a major label where they gonna rape you? They really gonna rape you. Uh, we might not. This 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 episode might not make it, but I just said it. Yeah, the music industry will rape you, will take all of your money. They'll they'll definitely make sure that when you die, your kids and your kids' kids 
and all that shit got to fight for your publishing, like I said in the last episode. But hey, look, you know what? Prime tracks. Yeah. You see the Laker game, right? Yeah. Now, what you think about the about, about the young man accidentally, quote unquote, hitting uh, LeBron James in the back of the head? Now, wait. Do you think he did that on purpose because LeBron James is rocking that uh that 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 uh that magic shit that they spray on the back of their heads and shit to keep they you know that bi spot from showing? Or yeah, do you that think, or something like breathing that fucking that stuff? Yeah, make like you got that hair. Yeah, man, the, the hair I mean, is I, I, Like, do you think it was I, on purpose or do you really think it was an accident? I kind of think it was an accident, but because LeBron's head was turned. And he couldn't see uh, the 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 intention from that person. I think he threw the ball a little too high. Now maybe he meant it, but to me it's like he threw the ball a little too high. But LeBron felt he felt I think LeBron felt, hey, where that ball had landed, I'm taking that a little bit personal. And then something obviously was said, and he kind of calmed down. But I, I think his initial thought, he was mad. Yeah, I thought I saw a smidgen of black on the basketball. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> hey, I ain't going to lie. I thought I saw a smidgen of black on that basketball. I ain't going to lie, brother. But um, Oh, my God. Yeah, we just, we, hey, look, I'm telling you, you got, y'all going to hear some of the most craziest shit on this podcast. Um, Anyway, Prime Tracks. So yeah. when did you start your independent music journey? So I started my independent music journey basically being a beat maker. Um, no, I'm going to take it back even further. I did that in, in high school. Freshman year, I was rapping. Um, yeah, about beginning of freshman year of high school, I started rapping. And then, of course, uh, I had a different rap name. It wasn't Prime Tracks. I will admit my name is, was, was horrible back then. But you got to understand, I started rapping when MC Hammer was, you know, was 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 the was the craze at the time. So my real name is Louis. So I called myself MC Louis because at the time, the most famous rapper at the time was MC Hammer. And uh, was you I like the energy that he brought on the stage. I just like the energy he brought. So I, I, went, I ran with that name. But then I kind of started thinking to myself, hey, I need something else as far as the name because I'm not going to, you know, start my career off, you know, biting another man's name. I'm pretty sure everybody's first rap man. name was horrible. Dog, tell the truth. Was you rocking the hammer pants in the shag? No, but I was doing the typewriter <laughs> and I was I was rapping and doing the running man at the same time. Hey. Hey, the nigga was too legit to quit. We ain't gonna lie, but he was also, <laughs> hey, was also a street cat too, though. Let's not get it twisted. He was the street cat in the bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the yeah, street cat. Yeah. He, he heard was, him all right. And uh, you know, he was also now let's not get it twisted though. He was also independent too on the under though. They was yeah, he had somebody though was with him that really knew the business that was really helping him. Get his money, you know what I mean. He had a, he had a, he had a. I don't was a family friend or somebody close to him who knew the business and would help him make deals 
where he wouldn't get fucked. So, so he was getting a lot of money. But it basically that, had an artist like that to get that much money, you know, he went hog wild with that. He basically had an advocator, correct? Right. That's what you're saying. He yeah. knew the business. Uh-huh. And he knew he knew a bad he knew a bad deal right. when, when he saw one. And and Hammer didn't know. So Hammer was smart enough to give the paperwork to that man and let him know, hey, this is a good deal or this is a bad deal. And then, of course, you know, all those good deals that he went for, Hammer stayed away from all the bad deals. And, of course, uh, Hammer got a lot more money than most artists have ever gotten. You know what I mean? At that time. Okay, so let's switch up the topic real quick. I, I, I got... Okay, so listen. I was having an argument with, with my partner on the phone today. So, um, in other music news, um, apparently... Cardi B and Offset are supposed to be getting a divorce. Okay. Right. Now, um, what do you think about that? And then I'll share my opinion on it. Okay. So I, I, I did a little deep, deep dive as far as information on that. I didn't get that much information because, of course, I got a lot of this information from TMZ and other uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter sites and uh, Twitter pages and and stuff, but I was listening to what Cardi Cardi was saying. Now she made, and and I like what she was saying. She said, "Hey, I'm not divorcing my husband because he cheated. I'm not divorcing him because he got another. You know, he might have another baby with somebody else. That's not the case. She's divorcing right. him because there was just too much arguing going on. It was way too much right. arguing going on to where she." She wasn't happy because she knew she was coming home to argue. It was a daily thing. She'd been with him for that man for four years and she just nonstop arguing. So uh, that's, that raises a good question. Would you, if you were married, you say you married to uh, Cardi B and you might, you might be loving it. You might not be loving it. I, but I if you, you imagine so every single day, right every single day you arguing, could you stay married to that? Now, coming from somebody that been through that, um, I'm just going to say this, though. My take mm-hmm. on the whole ordeal with them, too, you know, and I do, you know, I do hope and, and, and wish that they might be able to reconcile and work it out. But that's what happens when the music industry merges to artists and says, you know what? Why don't y'all get married? It'd be more money and it'd be way more money and it'd be way lucrative if y'all just get married. Mm-hmm. Now, that shit has happened in the music industry so many times where motherfuckers just hook up and get married because of the celebrity. They don't do it right. for the love. They don't do it for the love. They don't do it because they fell in love with each other. They do it because it brings in more money and it's good for the fucking fans. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's more fucking involved. Now, I heard it was amicable. It's supposed to be an amicable split. But I'm going to keep it real with you. Um, you've, you, you've known me throughout before my marriage went to where it went to. Right. And one thing I don't do is do no arguing with near woman. I don't even argue with my mama. I'm cool off that. I don't do none of that domestic violence. I don't do none of that sneaking, creeping. I don't do that shit. Now, look, 
for the podcast world, we live with this shit, and this is real shit. A relationship needs to be built on respect. And when you rush yourself into a relationship and there's no boundary set and there's no communications on the likes and dislikes, it just it just messes everything up. But when you're dealing with two iconic people and hip hop and you mash them two together and you sit there and you let these label heads tell you, yo, Cardi B, I think you and Offset need to get married. It'd be good for y'all's career. Mm. I think that, and, and basically on everything, I think that's what that relationship was built on. It was built on a fucking merger that said, we're going to make a whole bunch of money off this shit. And they did. They made a lot of money off of that shit. They got duets together. They got a baby together, but they don't know each other. They didn't know each other. So that's why the arguing and all the fussing and fighting, that's why she tired of the bullshit because the nigga ain't respecting the game and respecting her as a woman. Now, hey, she a bad motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie to you. She a bad motherfucker. You know, she from the street. She hood, but you know what I'm saying? Hey, if, if you don't treat your woman right, these are the consequences. But it's more it, it, it's more of a it's it's more of a difficult case because they didn't know each other from the jump. They did that shit for the money. And I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. If you're listening to the podcast, Cardi B offset, what I'm saying is from from my own truth. If you got a problem with it, you can definitely give us a like on the podcast and call in and we can discuss it. But I basically really prime. I think that them dudes, excuse me, I think that they got married just for the show. It, it, it could, that could definitely be. I mean, I also I'll be wondering, you know, Offset himself. I would like to hear his side of the situation. Now, of course, right now, everybody is more like listening to Cardi because she is the one who's initiating uh, the divorce and she is the one is, is basically saying she's had enough. Now she may be a hundred percent right, but I like to listen to both parties. You know what I want right, to hear? I want to. I wish I can hear offset there, reason why. Why? Not, hey, homie, look. His partners. Excuse me, that's that good weed. His partners. <laughs> excuse me, is telling him, and his management is telling him, don't respond. Hmm. They telling him don't respond. You know what we gonna do? Why don't you pull out some money and get on your cellular phone and stand in front of your Maybach and we gonna take this picture and we gonna make this caption that says "Offset doesn't seem phased by Cardi B's latest rant." That's mm. what we gonna do. We gonna just make more money off of it. And that and 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 that's what happens when you mix two celebrities and mash them together that don't know shit about each other and and do it for the money. I'm sorry. I st I'm sticking to my story that it was a merger. I'm sticking to my story that them niggas did not know each other like that because she was fucking with Meek Mill uh, six months prior to even fucking with Offset. Mm. So let's be cool. Let's be clear on that. So 
I ain't calling her an industry hoe, Cardi B. I'm not calling her no industry hoe. Don't take it personal. But it is what it is. You was with Meek Mill. Then you switched off to Offset. And uh, now shit is fucked up for you. And you don't know what to do. You ain't think about going to music marriage counseling. You didn't go on marriage boot camp, which is cool. You didn't put shit out there for everybody to see, you know, with this reality shit. But this is what happens when the music industry, and this is this is what we're talking about. We're talking, this is all industry. This all ties into the majors. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you let these corporate motherfuckers dictate your career. Right. Now, I did want to touch upon what you were saying, but kind of a different, it's, it's a transition to what you're saying. So it's the same topic, but with different industry artists. Uh, for example, did you hear about the uh, the divorce, uh, the divorce situation with Dr. Dre and his wife? Oh, don't do that to me right now. Nicole? <laughs> Nicole? Man, I got the information right now. Let me go ahead and break this down to you, Luke. And I want you to tell me what you think, okay? Yeah, I, I, I'm on that. Okay, so let me start you like this. Dr. Dre's wife justifies $2 million monthly support for the domestic violence claim she's, uh, she's, she's filing uh, against him. Now, it's not new news that Dr. Dre is hit women, you know. Michelle Man. A will tell you that. It's not new news. That's old news. So, um, but anyways, his wife or his ex-wife, Nicole Young, she wants $2 million. Let me give you this breakdown. And you tell me, Lou, uh, if it seems feasible for Dr. Dre to pay this money. Now, understand, the man has very, very close to a billion dollars or he has a billion dollars. So he right. can afford $2 million. Two million dollars a month—that's a little. That's I'm not gonna lie. That's that's, that's wild. That's wild. So let me go and give you the breakdown. So she, what she's asking, asking Nicole Young, she's asking each month. She's asking laundry and cleaning ten thousand dollars a month. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Now she needs clothes for her. She needs clothes for her and the kids. She needs a hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars a month. For her and the kids, a hundred and thirty-five thousand. For them grown ass kids. On, added on, she added, of course, adding on the ten thousand dollars a month with the laundry. For them grown now, ass kids. Yeah, grown ass kids. You know what I mean? Uh, like the uh, daddy ain't gonna pay for they, you know, pay, you know, help them out. But still, why does she need in the divorce one hundred thirty-five thousand a month for just clothes? I'm sorry, if you get one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in clothes, you ain't taking them to the laundry, bro. Exactly. You know, just, just burn those clothes. Burn those clothes and wear all new clothes because you're getting 135000 every month. Okay, what, what about saying? the cellular phone bill? What about the cellular phone bill? What, do okay, so, the cell, so they have right here, she has a cell phone and email. She's charging for cell phone and her email $20,000 a month. Funky ass bitch. First of all, I don't know what kind of made out of gold <laughs> cell phone she has. But right. who's charging for email? For Email's real. free, bro. That's free. Right. Now, here's another thing that I, that I thought was crazy. Education, you know, as far as tuition and living expenses and things you might want to do online. She needs 60000 a month for that. I that don't know what... Hey, that ain't for her. That's for the young nigga she got hidden somewhere in the house. 
about I'm about to say even even though sixty thousand, what college or school is costing sixty thousand a month? You can't go. You, even Harvard's not that expensive a month. Nah, not Come hard, on, bro. Yeah, Here's man. another one. Here, give me another one. For her <laughs> entertainment, in order to entertain herself each month, being separated from Dr. Dre, she needs nine hundred thousand dollars in entertainment. Nine hundred thousand dollars for entertainment when they got dildos for twenty dollars online. <laughs> what is she buying for nine hundred thousand dollars a month? She can have, she can have Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, no Ice Cube, Snoop, the whole um, dog pound to entertain her every Saturday a month, and still have at least what seven hundred thousand dollars. She, I mean, I I don't know who is worth that much a month nine hundred thousand. Hey, she got that wop. So they say now, you know, I guess she got that wop. But nine hundred thousand dollars? No, 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 bro. That's, that's insane. Hey, homie, look. But 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 guess what? To counter that, she ain't getting that. You know why? Mm-hmm. Dr. J, I'm sorry to put your business out there in the street, but it's already out there. You're a smart man. Uh, Mr. Andre Young, you're smart. Because what you did was is you told her that you destroyed. The prenuptial agreement. Well, you know what happened, Lou. You know what happened. If Lou Broly had a billion dollars and you had with your ex-wife, you had a um you, you had you had the um you know prenuptial agreement, you already know if you can destroy that in front of her face all you want to. You know your lawyer got the other copy, bruh. They <laughs> know. She was with that cat when he didn't have nothing. Mm-hmm. But you really thought that man was going to be dumb enough to just sign a prenup? Nah, bro. Look, the nigga was smart. Mm-hmm. And that's why she got she got some of his little trinkets, his little motorcycle, some of his guns. She being petty right now. Hey, Nicole, get that nigga his shit back. Mm. You being petty, baby. You being petty, girl. So uh, just take it as a loss. Uh, and be happy with the little the little peanuts you finna get. Uh, yeah, that, that I'm looking into it. People are saying online that even though what she's saying is insane, um, she's doing this as a negotiation tactic. She knows this is way too much. She knows that in the court they're gonna have to uh, settle. So she's doing this to work down, work down. So you know how it is when you negotiate with somebody, you start off high and you work your way low. She's starting off high as fuck. One point that I, I like what um, Charlemagne the God said, it made a lot of sense to me. I heard it not too long ago. He said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, uh, I'm trying to let me, let me put the words together. What he said. I, I don't want to misinterpret what he said because it made a lot of sense. He said, uh, he said, basically, it's not. It's not what you ask for. It's what you negotiate for. Right. So um, that's what she's doing. She's just negotiating. She knows she's doing too much. She knows she's acting crazy. But if she right. gets just maybe if she loses a million out of the, her whole choice, that's a win win. You know what I mean? So she's starting off high and she knows she can end up in the middle. She's not going to start off low and fuck her chances of getting good money. You it's know, money. she out there. 
Now, you know what I mean? Now, now see, look, here, here's the thing about that, though. You know, um, there comes a time, see, they don't have that in regular relationships. Like, you can't be boyfriend or girlfriend with somebody and then break up if somebody get half. I want half, Eddie. You remember that from Delirious? Mm-hmm. You can't get that. But here, right. here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. See, and it's no disrespect to women at all, but y'all be on some punk shit anyway. So <laughs> you, you're going to marry some rich dude, and you're going to be with this dude, and then when you decide that the, the shifting around his course, you're going to fight for this nigga money. But if we did that shit to you, we fucked up than a motherfucker. Oh, my right. nigga, we so fucked up. We so fucked up. Let us marry a rich motherfucking female right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it don't work out, homie. Uh, guess what? Uh, we the coldest motherfuckers on the planet, bro. Right. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. Uh, with what's going on right now with me and my situation, uh, Hey, I'm going to keep it real. I'm jumping for joy that I'm getting my motherfucking 50, $50 a month in child support from the female. You know, uh, hey, give it to me. because yeah, I. You it. Congrats yeah. to you. A lot of brothers hey, is hey, on hey, the other end. Real. Hey, I, I'm keeping it real. I deserve it, though. Yes, you do. You understand? Yes, you do. And, 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 hey, look. Hey, don't hate me because there's good men out there, but some women, they don't they don't know how to act. They, they don't know how to act when they get him a good man. So, mm-hmm. hey, so, so my thing is, is richer for, hey, for richer, for poor, for better or worse, right? Mm-hmm. The nigga rich, and you just scared to be poor again, that's all. And you, and she asking for extravagant shit. Like, that's extravagant shit right there. Okay, why don't you just be a G? Why don't you be G about it? Like, oh, girl did. You remember? Now, hey, I don't give a fuck how tough you think you is, Mr. J.C. on Taylor. But remember, I'm a, now this is music related, so fuck what you're thinking. Remember when the game got accused of rape? Right. You know, that lady owns the niggas masters to his last album. Oh, my God. So anything that that album makes, she gets the money from it. Mm-hmm. So that I means... So that means if uh, uh, if Honda if Honda has a commercial and they want to use one of his songs, they going to her, not him. It's not going to him. He gets nothing. Man, I told my partner. I said, "Them nigga set that shit up, homie. That nigga probably got that woman a house down the street from him, or they probably living together in secrecy somewhere, living off the land right now." Hey, baby, look, you got half. You got that. I'm going to give you that blessing. You feel me? But mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, is, yo, be careful who you're fucking with, man. And make sure when you're fucking with right. these motherfuckers, make sure when you're fucking with these motherfucking females and these men, sit down. Motherfucking talk and, and air out your grievances and 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 make a list of your do's and don'ts. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not being controlling. It's called compromising and keeping your relationship happy. So when your woman is with you through thick and thin and you get rich, you ain't got to go through the dumb shit. Right. Because I think that is very stupid as fuck. 
for her to want nine thousand dollars in entertainment a month. Like who the fuck you bringing over your house? Deep, uh, 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 motherfucking Tina Turner to perform live with a whole band for twenty four hours. And, and it's it just you by yourself. Like, come on, man, get your priorities straight. And you're talking about for the kids and them kids is grown ass adult ass kids. And that woman His ain't kids. made one goddamn beat. Huh? She ain't make one goddamn beat. Not one beat, but she bared she she bared them niggas' kids. She she bared that niggas' kids, so she's entitled to something. Right. She's entitled to something, but she ain't she ain't entitled to stay rich for the rest of her life. Every hey, single some month. Females, some females are bad to differ. Like, hey, I agree that she should be able to get something. She yeah, been with if he got a billion dollars, if hey, he has a billion dollars, 30 to 50 million dollars max. But she's asking way more than that. She's asking for two million a month for the rest of that motherfucker's life. Come on, bro. Well, he better be able to sneak over there and get some pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no pussy worth two million dollars, bro. <laughs> hey, look. I'm just saying, bro, look, uh, shit happens. <laughs> hey, shit happens, man. You know, shit happens. Um, you just got to just make sure you cover your ass. And, 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 and Dr. Dre covered his ass because he mm-hmm. pulled out that secret weapon that he had hidden in the vault somewhere. He didn't have... Hey, he didn't have detox hidden in the vault, but he damn sure had that prenup. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he may have ripped his uh, prenup in front of his wife, ripped it up. Look, babe, look how much I love you. I'm ripping it up right in your face. But, you know, his lawyer got that paperwork locked in his files. So right. he can, he can, he, he, I think he did that for show for his wife. And look, this is how much really? I love you. And he know his lawyer still got the paperwork. He right. rip it up all he want to. I mean, so to to be fair about it, to be fair about it, bro. Look, like I said, did she deserve something? Yeah, cause she rode yes, with she the does. nigga. She rode with the nigga for thirty years, bro. So I mean, like you can't. She know all the nigga secrets. So uh, you can't just count her out. But you right. know, you can't give her all of it though. Fuck all that. Uh, look, I'll give you, I'll give you a piece of aftermath. I will give you a piece of my publishing. Leave me the fuck alone. That's it. Mm-hmm. But That's two it. million a month? Oh my God. There's there's major companies who so, don't make that much so, money. So you look at this. If she get two million a month for eight months, that nigga's not that that nigga's that nigga's that nigga's not the first hip hop billionaire anymore, homie. Right. If she get all that for eight months, he gone. It's more than eight months. It's for several years. Come on, bro. Several so, years. She's going to match his money in a couple of years. Right. So either way it go, the nigga was smart. She needs, she, she should have, uh, you know. Uh, hey, look. Deborah Cox said it 20 years ago. Nobody's supposed to be here. I'm keeping this mm. shit real. You know, uh, you got to understand it, it's these relationships, man, are tricky, bro. They're tricky as fuck because. You don't know who's really in it for the long haul. Right. Like I always and you think say, somebody being there 30 years is gonna be there for the long haul. Now, of course, Dre did something wrong. He he went back to his old ways and he put hands on her. And of course, okay, that, she did the right thing by leaving. 
hey man, we wasn't there. He could have put hands on her in 1989, blood, and she just bringing the shit up. That is true. That is true. We want this dude to sit through a deposition and tell about this shit. Mm -hmm. Nigga, that's over 30 years ago. I done seen her all glamored up. Nigga, right. ain't no hey, ain't, no, ain't no motherfucking photoshops on the red carpet, nigga. She's smiling with her man, teeth pearly white. That nigga, hey, bro, I, man, look, cut that out, <laughs> cut that out, cut that out, cut that out. All I got to say is, is this: the man was smart enough to bring back that prenup. Uh, shit don't work out all the time the way you think it's gonna work out. You can't trust no motherfucking body, whether. You think you with somebody for the rest of your life or not. Uh, you just got to play the shit by ear, but always protect your assets. If you're a rich motherfucker, protect your assets. Uh, Cardi B offset. They can take a note, you know, uh, from the Dr. Dre and uh, Nicole Young situation. But I bet you one thing, you don't hear nothing about Ice Cube and Kim. Really? I mean, you never know, but I, but for as far as we know, uh, Ain't nothing like that ever happened. Ever. No, so so I just look at it like this, man. You know, um, that's why I love this motherfucking show, man. Because, see, we, we talk about all shit related, man. And it all ties into music. Right. That's you what know, we're talking about. Independent wave. And, you know, and, of course, the majors, what's going on with the majors, it is kind of our job to let, them know, let the people know that as far as being independent artists, what goes on with the majors does affect the independent artists. They kind of right. they're they're kind of the ones who are taking the bullets for us for what not to do once we get to that level, whether you're major or independent millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so this this I'm I'm gonna say this and then we're probably gonna uh come to the end of the show. Yep, yep. Um, would you mind Playing turn down for you for the people. I don't mind. Um, now I can put it on my. Uh, now I can't play it from here, but I'm gonna play it right here. Let me go ahead and do that real quick. Hold on. Yeah, play that turn down for you because you know that that that's what's popping right now. Play that turn down for <laughs> you. Uh, buy you uh, prime tracks. You can get that on all digital music platforms. You know, mm -hmm. and we see you like this. I'm a
That was, of course, myself, Prime Tracks, singing the song Turn Down For You, which is on all major platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Google Play, anywhere you get your uh, your music from, even on YouTube. Uh, thank you for mentioning that, Lou Broly. Um, I love that song, and I know you like that song, too. It's a great song. You know, uh, like I said, if you want to hear more of music like that I have like that, it's all available. Just look up Prime Tracks, P-R-Y-M-E, last name, T-R-A-C-K-S, Prime Tracks. What you got to say, man? Hey, I was over here, like, daydreaming that I had me a fine-ass female in here, like, giving me <laughs> that, that shit. I'm sorry, but that that's the way the song make a nigga feel. But mm-hmm. uh, this is the Underground Wave. Mm-hmm. Um, also known as the independent wave, but yeah. basically for the, ind- for the underground artist. Right. Hey, my bad, nigga. I said the name of the show wrong. We can admit it. I'm high. Uh, That's cool. That's cool. It's only smoking the second episode, you know. It's good. We smoking on that good ganja. I'm having fun. I'm chilling. Um, I'm drinking whiskey, you know, enjoying my time. So is that that velvet? That black yeah, it's, uh black velvet. Uh, I like this. Yeah. I like any kind of whiskey. I like black velvet. Uh, any kind of whiskey, I'm fucking with it. You know what I mean? I like that whiskey. Uh, Man, I just knocked down some NJ. Not too much, but this uh, this nice little hybrid strain I got is it, really setting the mood right now. But uh, can you believe it, my nigga? We we've been at this for 46 minutes on the second episode. Damn. And one night and. I had major fun doing this one. Um, yo, make sure you guys remember, stay independent. The money stays in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Don't these, hey, don't let these majors try to take you for your money. Own your masters. Own your masters. Keep the money in your pocket. So when... It's your time to go. Your kids, your kids' kids can be set. I'm Lou Broly. And I'm Prime Tracks. Peace. Peace, y'all.